Hi, this is Michael Dorn, Lieutenant Commander Worf from Next Generation and Deep Space Nine, and you're listening to Trek FM. Hailing frequencies open, you've tapped into Trek FM's Hyper Channel. I'm Luke Weir, and we've got a lot to cover. Let's start off with something that I know is kind of old news by now, but it's a really neat story about Star Trek fans coming together to make something big happen, and I think it's still worth covering. An Indiegogo campaign was launched back in February with a goal of raising $150,000 for the Deep Space Nine documentary, What We Left Behind. All the filmmakers initially wanted to cover was the post-production and licensing costs for the DS9 footage they'd be using. Amazingly, fans met the campaign's initial goal of 150000 in just one day. A few days later, they reached their second goal of $250,000, which allows them to extend the documentary from 60 minutes to 90 minutes and to add additional 3D graphics and animations. Then they surpassed their $350,000 stretch goal, which means they're able to hire a live orchestra to score the documentary, and they'll add an extended writer's room feature. And that was followed by their $425,000 goal, which enabled them to film additional roundtable interviews with DS9 crew members and fans. When the campaign ended, they exceeded their final stretch goal of $500,000 and ended up raising a total of $647,891. That's 423% of their initial goal. That extra money will allow director Adam Nimoy and DS9 showrunner Iris Stephen Bear to not only license all of the clips they want from the show, they're also going to be able to remaster these clips in high definition, something that at this point we can only dream of for the full series. Adam Nimoy told Engage, the official Star Trek podcast, that, quote, We are now in discussions with CBS about trying to get the original negatives to rescan them to give high-definition resolution to our film so that Deep Space Nine can be seen in high definition for the first time. CBS is open to discussion, it's expensive, it's complicated, and there's a lot of logistics involved, but now that we have the financial backing to pursue this, we're really determined to make it happen, end quote. Patrick Stewart is officially retiring from the X-Men franchise. He's portrayed Professor Charles Xavier in seven Fox Marvel films, but he recently revealed on a Sirius XM Town Hall, along with Hugh Jackman and director and co-writer James Mangold, that he decided that he was finished with the series. He told this story about a screening the cast attended in Berlin. Quote, The movie ended and we were all going to be taken up on stage, but not until the credits were over. So we had some time to sit there and as I sat there and realized there would never be a better, a more perfect, a more sensitive, emotional and beautiful way of saying goodbye to Charles Xavier than this movie. So I told Jackman that same evening, I'm done too. It's all over. End quote. Hugh Jackman had previously announced that Logan would be his last film as Wolverine, and it seems that fans feel similarly to Patrick Stewart. Logan has earned over $600 million worldwide and received a certified fresh 92% favorable critical rating on Rotten Tomatoes, as well as a 92% favorable audience rating. The upcoming Star Trek VR game Bridge Crew has been delayed again. It is now scheduled for release on Oculus, Vive, and PSVR on May 30th. 
However, the team behind the game is hard at work on even more content for fans to enjoy. Ubisoft and Red Storm Entertainment announced that they're working on a full VR model of the original Enterprise Bridge, which will be playable in the game's ongoing Voyages mode. The core game features a new ship called the USS Aegis and takes place in the Kelvin timeline. At GDC 2017, Ubisoft's Chris Early revealed that the game would be a, quote, 40-plus hour experience, end quote, with that time split between the linear scripted missions on the Aegis and the non-linear ongoing voyages mode, which features randomly generated missions. According to Chris Early, the randomly generated missions will follow the classic Star Trek formula, saying, quote, It's really just pure Star Trek. We wanted to take that typical chain of events and translate it into a really fun and satisfying VR game, end quote. Back in late February, McDonald's launched an ad campaign in Japan that will look very familiar to Star Trek fans. The ad campaign was centered around Yaki the Movie, a 4D film promoting the Yaki Burger. It's a pork-based burger with ginger and soy sauce. The movie and accompanying ads featured a captain in a yellow, form-fitting uniform with a logo suspiciously similar to the Starfleet insignia. There is also a male officer with long-pointed ears and a black woman wearing a red uniform. There's also some sort of uh, cat person. I'm not really sure what that's all about. Yaki the Movie featured the faux Enterprise crew exploring a planet made entirely of the Yaki burger. The 4D film had a brief run in theaters where moviegoers retreated to the scents of salt, pepper, and ginger, as well as sprays of water to emphasize the juiciness of the pork patty. Showings of the film were followed by tasting parties. Alright, I know you've been waiting for it. Let's go ahead and get into all the latest news on Star Trek Discovery. We've got some casting news and insights into when the show will finally be airing. But first, let's take care of some rumors. Shortly after production began, we got our first look at one of the alien races on Star Trek Discovery via an Instagram post from someone working on the production. They posted the photo with the caption, quote, Hanging out with my new Klingon crew today on the set of the new Star Trek, end quote. These Klingons in the photo look a bit different than what we've previously seen in Star Trek. They seem to share a bit more in common with the J.J. Abrams interpretation of the Klingon race, with bald heads and a spine traveling up the back of their heads. Although some have said these are ridges that extend from the forehead all the way down the back of the head. If you haven't seen the photo yet, we'll link to it in the show notes. And according to comicbook.com, the person who posted the photo said they may not be Klingons. He said he only, quote, thought they kind of looked like Klingons. So for all we know, these could be Klingons or they could be an entirely new race. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But that's unfortunately not the only misinformation that has been recently circulated about Klingons on Discovery. Rumors were flying that Michael Dorn would appear as one of Worf's ancestors after someone misinterpreted a statement he made at an event last month. It turns out that producers had approached Dorn about appearing in Discovery sometime last summer, but the talks didn't go anywhere due to the very small amount of money he was offered. Dorn shared that they had offered him less than 1% of what he earned in his last contract as Worf, which would have been for Star Trek Nemesis in 2002. So if anyone tries to tell you Michael Dorn will be in the new series, don't believe them, and maybe share the article debunking that story with them. We'll have a link to that in the show notes. 
Jason Isaacs has been cast as a series regular on Star Trek Discovery. He will be portraying the Discovery's captain, at this point only known as Captain Lorca. Now, just in case you've forgotten, I should remind you that the captain will not be the main star of the series. That honor will go to the first officer on Discovery. But nevertheless, Jason Isaacs is a good casting choice. Uh, you've seen or heard him on shows like The OA, Dig, Awake, Brotherhood, and Star Wars Rebels. And you've also seen him in movies like Fury and The Harry. Harry Potter series. Also, Rain Wilson has been cast on Discovery, but not as a new character. Instead, he will be portraying con artist and galactic criminal Harry Mudd. The character was initially portrayed by Roger C. Carmel and appeared in the original series episodes Mudd's Women and I Mud, as well as the animated series episode Mudd's Passion. Rain Wilson is a three-time Emmy nominee and is known for his roles on The Office, Backstrom, and Six Feet Under. He's scheduled to appear in nine episodes of Discovery's first season. And last but not least, we can finally say that Sonequa Martin-Green has officially joined the cast of Star Trek Discovery. Her role was leaked months ago, but wasn't officially confirmed until just recently. And I'll tell you why, but first I should warn you that I will be briefly discussing spoilers for the Season 7 finale of The Walking Dead. So if you still haven't seen it and want to avoid spoilers, go ahead and skip about 30 seconds ahead. So, although her casting on Discovery was leaked months ago, producers likely didn't want to announce her role because at the time she was still a series regular on The Walking Dead, and any time a working actor is cast in another series, that usually guarantees that their role on their current series will be ending. And that's exactly what happened with Sonequa Martin-Green's Walking Dead character, Sasha, who became the show's latest casualty after her character died, was zombified, and then finished off for good. So now she's officially finished on The Walking Dead and is hard at work on Discovery. Now, we did get a new piece of information regarding her character. Her name has been changed from Lieutenant Commander Rainsford to First Officer Michael Burnham. The name change came with no context, so we're not exactly sure why her name is Michael. Uh, one possibility is that creative forces on Discovery have envisioned a future where Michael is a more gender-neutral name. Um, I've seen others speculating that her character could be transgender, or perhaps there's some other significance that we aren't aware of yet. Uh, following the official announcement of her casting and Discovery, she gave a multitude of interviews and dropped some interesting tidbits. She told Vulture that her favorite Trek series is the original series, noting that she loved the rich relationships on the show, especially the dynamic between Kirk and Spock. She also spoke highly of the cast that's been assembled for Discovery and confirmed that her first officer will be the series lead, as we've known for a while. Regarding the tone of Discovery, she told TV Line, quote, This iteration of Star Trek is going to have a different take than the others in the Star Trek canon. It's going to be bigger, rawer, and grittier, and the story is going to be built on itself. It's going to be a tremendous journey, end quote. All right, we do have some more supporting cast members that have joined Discovery, and some of them have tricky last names, so I apologize in advance if I mispronounce any of them. Let's start off with Mary Wiseman. She's been cast as Tilly, a Starfleet Academy cadet who has been assigned to the USS Discovery in her final year of study. She's worked on shows like Baskets, Longmire, and Difficult People. Terry Serpico will be playing high-ranking Starfleet official Admiral Anderson. You've seen him in The Purge Election Year, along with series like Rescue Me, Army Wives, The Carrie Diaries, and The Inspectors. Sam Vartholomeos will be portraying Ensign Connor, a junior officer on the starship Zhenzu. His IMDb page is empty aside from his Star Trek Discovery credits, although TrekNews.net noted that he has appeared in The Secret Life of Walter Mitty and The Following. 
And lastly, someone I'm very excited to see is Malek Penchaloy as Dr. Nambe. I know him best from 30 Rock, but you might also be familiar with him from his work on series like Web Therapy, Phineas and Ferb, Whitney, or Weeds. And according to their IMDb profiles, all of these actors are series regulars. Now, the biggest question surrounding Star Trek Discovery is about its release date. We've seen that release date be pushed back twice now, and there's still no official word about when we'll finally be able to see this new iteration of Trek. However, we do have some solid clues from some fairly reliable sources. Back in February, actor Doug Jones, who will portray Lieutenant Saru in the upcoming series, told the Triumph and Disaster podcast that Discovery will air, quote, probably in the fall, maybe September-ish, end quote. After that, CBS chief Les Moonves told investors that he expects Discovery to debut, quote, sometime later summer or early fall, end quote. He added, quote, it's important to get it right, and Star Trek is the family jewels. We're not going to rush it. There's a lot of post-production, but I'm very confident based on what I've seen so far, end quote. And last week in an interview with Vulture, CBS Interactive President Mark DeBlois said, quote, We're very excited about the content, the creators, the actors all coming together, but we're not tied to any specific release date. It'll be there when we're ready to do it and when we feel it's in a great place. We're not worried about anything here. We're excited and we'll have more specifics as we get closer, end quote. All right, as we wrap things up here, let's move on to our recommended viewing for today. If you love yourself some 90s Star Trek, you're probably going to love this old video from the E! Network featuring Kate Mulgrew, Garrett Wong, and others giving a Voyager set tour. It's quite fun and also a little cheesy. I'd highly recommend you check it out. Also, Star Trek Discovery's Chris Obi has been posting some pretty entertaining stuff on Twitter. I recently stumbled across this video from last month. Uh, here's some of the audio. Oh, I wish I was a Klingon. Then I wouldn't have to learn the language. Oh, I wish I was a Klingon. So I wouldn't have to learn the language. Where is Dave when you need him most? You can follow him on Twitter at Obidon1. That's O-B-I-D-O-N and the number one to see what he's up to. That's it for today on Hyper Channel. You can keep up with me on Instagram and Twitter at CraptasticLuke. And you can also add me on Facebook, too. Just search for Luke Weir. You can follow Trek FM on Twitter and Facebook. You should also join Trek FM's Facebook group, The Babel Conference. It's a secret group that's just for Trek FM listeners. You can support the Trek FM network on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash trekfm and check out the various levels of support you can choose from. And also, if you want to keep up with all of the shows on Trek FM, you can subscribe to the Trek FM Master Feed, or you can keep up with individual Trek FM shows on their own individual podcast feeds. You can also stream or download episodes or grab the RSS feeds from our website, trek.fm. Don't forget, you can check out all of the articles I sourced for today's episode in the show notes. And full disclosure, some of the quotes featured in today's show were slightly edited for clarity. I'm Luke Weir. We'll be back soon with another episode of Hyper Channel. Hyper Channel.